Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to an Unpopped Kernels episode here on Popcorn Finance. And this is just where we dive back into that bag of popcorn. You know, it's always those kernels sitting at the bottom that never got popped, but like we paid for it. So we're going to heat it back up and try to make some more popcorn here today. Joining me again here on the show is Kate Dorr. She is a reporter with CNBC and also a certified financial planner. So she knows what she's talking about. So Kate, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. One thought that I had in the back of my mind when we recorded our first uh, conversation, it was this idea of there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot. I feel like every time I open my phone, in fact, whether I just go to the news app, I go to social media, I look at a, a link from a friend, it's always something happening. And there's a constant news about the market falling. There's worries about inflation. There's this constant bombardment talking about the crypto you shouldn't, shouldn't be in. Like there's all this stuff going on. And I want to know, as someone who writes about these topics all the time, you're very plugged into the space. How do you deal with so much information? Sometimes negative, sometimes good, but it's just a lot to take in. How do you sort through all of that and kind of process it and allow yourself to just go about your normal life, but also keep in mind some things you need to know about what's going on with your finances? I would say take a deep breath and try to resist making any immediate steps because when we're emotional and we're sort of in fight or flight mode, our brains just haven't evolved to be able to make pragmatic decisions often in that state of mind. And so I think take a step back, take a deep breath, and then maybe, you know, if you've had a good night's sleep or a little time to think about it, maybe journal your feelings a little bit and maybe talk to someone, a trusted friend or partner, or like I said, even a, a finance, some sort of financial professional who can show you the big picture of what you're looking at, that that can help. But I, I'd say the big thing is try not to have some sort of a impulsive reaction hmm. based on what you're seeing, because it may not end well uh, <laughs> if you're making a decision based on your emotions rather than thinking of your long-term financial future. So I think sometimes like for, for people like my age range, I'm, I guess in a millennial age range of 35, when I'm investing for retirement, this money I'm literally not going to use for, you know, like three decades, probably at, at the earliest probably is when I might start touching that. And then I still needed it to last for another, you know, I hope maybe six decades. I don't know if I'm getting 95, but you know, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, if, if you live that long, you want to have money as well to cover that. I think when you put in that perspective, it really changes the way you look at it because, okay, yes, things don't look great right now for the past, you know, couple of weeks. But historically, when you look at the stock market, it goes, it's been going up. There's ups and downs in that process. But if you don't need the money and you don't sell it, you actually haven't lost anything. And I think sometimes it's hard to not, not to jump on what you see now, thinking that I need to make a move because of all this stuff. That's exactly right. And and if you are panicking, you know, if you can't sleep at night based on what you're seeing, maybe that's a signal to have a conversation with a financial advisor or even just take one of those tests online to to measure your risk tolerance. And maybe your risk tolerance isn't as high as you thought you were. Maybe you take it down a notch. I mean, you know, again, there's no right or wrong. It really is an individual decision. You know, generally speaking, take on more risk if you have a long, a longer time <laughs> until you're gonna need the money. But, you know, if you can't sleep at night, Maybe your portfolio is a little too risky. That's a good point. Like if you're really stressed about it, maybe you're, you've are you gotten yourself into a situation that maybe you weren't really ready for and you've taken on a little bit too much. I, I have friends. I will not name them to keep their privacy here, but they have some friends who, you know, they like to dabble in the stock market and the crypto market and they're constantly checking on it because they're worried like, oh, did I lose money? Is it up? I've been had a friend. He was like, I was down, I'm down a lot. I'm just hoping it's going to bounce back. And I, I think if you're doing that to yourself, you're only you're only hurting yourself if you're putting yourself in those situations where you have to be stressed and think about this stuff 
all the time because you really shouldn't be thinking about your money like 24 seven. You got other stuff you should be concerned about. Yeah. And also, I mean, diversification is a big part of the plan, too. So if you've really built that diversification into your portfolio, you're right. You're not losing money if you're not selling anything. But you may not see those massive dips if it's a well diversified portfolio. You know, you have, say, bonds to offset when stocks go down or you have stocks to offset when bonds go down. Mm. That's a very simplified, obviously a very <laughs> simplified approach. There's many more assets that may be part of a portfolio, but just just an example. And again, that all goes back to your risk tolerance and how long of time you're going to have until you need the money. And that's how you'll, you know, you build in that diversified asset allocation that works best for you. Mm. Yeah. It's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like if one thing doing poorly ruins everything for you, then you are taking on way too much risk because uh, you know, I'm not going to trust any companies, one company's future with my future retirement, because like I don't I don't trust them that much. <laughs> They're going to do everything right for the next, you know, several decades until I need this money. Kate, thank you so much for joining me. You can go find more of Kate's work on CNBC. She's a reporter there. Just amazing uh, writing there, including the article we talked about on Monday's episode. Thank you again. I really appreciate you coming back and joining me for another episode. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you for coming back for another episode. If there's something you heard this week that maybe brought up some new questions for you, or maybe there's just a completely different finance question that's on your mind, feel free to reach out. You can email me at questions at popcornfinance.com or send me a DM on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast. And come over and join me on the Popcorn Finance YouTube channel. Just look for Popcorn Finance and you'll find me there. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.